0: Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools you need to date successfully
1: and to be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, neither did we. So you're not alone. That's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, everyone, and welcome
0: to another episode of Looking for the Middle. We are so happy that we are once again recording in person, and we are slowly crawling back to our normal way of podcasting. Yay! So just a reminder, really quick before we jump in, if you're not already following us on social media, you should go do that. A lot of y'all have been doing that because we've been getting all of these little follow notifications that yes. y'all are following us. So thanks for doing that. But if you are not following us, you can find us on Facebook at Looking For The Middle Podcast, or you can find us on Instagram at LFTM underscore podcast. So you should go do that when you get the chance. Not if you're driving right now listening to this, you can do it later.
1: Very good point. Please follow all laws and ordinances of the town or city that you live in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please.
0: Okay. So it's my turn for question of the day. Okay. And I already forgot what I said. So hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, it's not. Here we go. Okay. Okay, you ready? Here's my question. Yes. What is something you tried really hard to like but just couldn't? Coffee. Ooh, good answer.
1: I feel like it's like the, you know, grown-up mature thing to oh, we'll have coffee and there's all you know, the whole whipped coffee phenomenon of quarantine, like, I
0: didn't like it. I missed
1: out on that. I was like, that looks really cool, but it'll taste gross.
0: It did taste gross. Really? Yes, we tried it. And okay. then y'all know I like coffee. Yeah, it was disgusting. So I didn't add that maybe an unpopular opinion. I no. don't know. But we tried <laughs> to make it and it was not good.
1: Interesting. Yeah, i And every so once in a while, every so once in a while, that's not a thing. Every once in a while, I still will like try it because I love the way it smells yes oh my gosh it smells so good but i taste it and just can't I get just behind don't it like it what no, don't matter, you
0: like about it is it just too strong or do you just not like the flavor no matter how the bitterness
1: strong? because it doesn't matter how much like the slightest flavor of it i don't like interesting like i don't like coffee ice cream i don't like you don't like coffee ice cream no even? So i mean like just even the slightest taste of it i don't like and so by the time it's palatable to me, it's like one part coffee and ten parts milk and yeah, chocolate <laughs> and all the good stuff. Right. So that's mine. Okay. What's yours?
0: Mine. The first thing that came to mind was steak. because uh. I've tried it multiple times, hoping because it's just like a very bougie adult food to like. And I just don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's not like red meat's the greatest thing ever for you. Yeah. So I'm not like... But everybody's like, "Ooh, I just want a good steak and baked potato," and I'm like, "Nah, no, I'll have some ice cream <laughs> and a pizza, <laughs> please." It's the same. Right? I'm a cheap date. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, steak was the first thing that came to my mind. Okay, so that's a good one. Okay, okay. I love that it's both food. <laughs>
1: right <laughs> food or drink related it's not
0: like I thought about I'm like well hiking I'm like I did not try hard to like hiking
1: that's the yeah coffee's the only one that I something I don't like that I actually tried to like normally if I don't like something you're just like I don't like it I'm not gonna worry really about it I really try very hard to
0: like it I think that's good that's just that's a sign of security and confidence in there yourself you go. oh gosh okay so let's jump into part one yes. of our two-part episode of six guys you should not want to date
1: yeah and we haven't done a two-part episode in a while have we no I don't th- have we i think we did because we did the online dating series that was several yeah and the mental mental all, men all at the end but of that last wasn't really season. like a two-part episode that was like a series i guess yeah but anyway way back in season one we did a two-part episode that was called six guys you should want to date and so it only makes sense that we're going to now talk about the flip side of that. And we actually re-released both of those episodes during the beginning of quarantine craziness. And they we re- we released them because they were some of our most popular episodes we've ever done. And they have been insanely popular again. So that's obviously something you guys are wanting to know more about. So if you haven't listened to those yet, we really recommend you go do that. Go catch up on that so you know kind of lay that foundation. And now today we're going to talk about guys you should maybe want to stay away from a little bit more, kind of the flip side of some of those things and the ramifications that can have on a relationship.
0: Exactly. And just as a little disclaimer at the beginning, this is not an exhaustive list. We picked six, but there are probably more. Well, not probably, there are definitely a lot more. (laughs) Um, So there are going to be guys that we don't think you should date that we will not talk about in these episodes. So for instance, y'all know our number one is always, if he is not a Christian, like we, that's kind of a disclaimer we put over a lot of our episodes is that's the first thing you're looking for. But then also you have the other obvious ones, like if he's abusive, if he's with somebody else, if he pressures you physically, things like that, that we've talked about in other episodes. Those are also guys that you shouldn't date. But we're not going to expand on those categories in this episode. But we didn't want to not mention them either. So we'll break these six down that we've picked. But this is where you use your better judgment and discernment. You seek wise counsel. All of that before you get into a relationship with someone. Even if they don't necessarily fall into one of these six we're going to talk about. They may have other things that are red flags that you don't want to introduce into a relationship. So just keep that in mind as we're going through all of these.
1: Yeah, just because we may not mention something in this list doesn't mean it's not something to be concerned about. We just picked six that jumped out to us. Exactly. To elaborate on a little bit more. So the first one, and you like you mentioned, obviously if he's not a Christian, but within that, I think there's room for a guy who doesn't go to church all that much or who doesn't prioritize his faith. You may hear things like, oh, I'm a Christian, but the church just isn't really for me. Or I'm not really into religion. It's just about relationship, and I don't need other people for that. And I mean, that's true at its most basic form, but we're called to be a community. We're called to, you know, gather together as a body of believers, and so those aren't really valid, I guess you know, because Not good for man to be alone. Right, and you know, you oh, well, I was raised with a Christian background or I like to go to church on Sundays, but I definitely enjoy Friday and Saturday beforehand too. Like, hmm, I don't want to be with someone who's a Christian on Sundays and does whatever they want the other six days of the week just to come back on Sunday and make up for it or do it all again kind of thing. And I think if you see a consistent pattern of there always being some sort of excuse as to why someone didn't go to church on Sunday, oh, I slept in, oh, I was really tired, oh, I had to do this. I that should be a priority to them. Going to church that should be something they plan around, not something they do if they get around to it.
0: So, ooh, say that again because that was like tweetable. That was so good, and that wasn't even in the notes, y'all.
1: <laughs> right off the top of my head. Oh my gosh, do you remember what it was? Oh yeah, I didn't think you actually meant say it again. <laughs> yeah, say it again, just because I'm like, oh, that's good. No, I said going to church should be a priority. It should be something you plan around, not something you do if you get around to it. So,
0: somebody go write that down.
1: <laughs> That is good. So, yeah. I
0: love that. And y'all know, we've talked about our list before, like what we're praying for in a guy. And personally, you know, I pray for a man who has an obvious relationship with Jesus. So I want to see that he's a believer by the way he acts, the way he talks, the way he interacts with people, and the way he prioritizes his faith. Like, I want this to be something that I can just kind of look at his life and be able to say, you know what? I know he's a believer because I can see it, not just like he's saying all those statements you just read at the beginning. And so if he's not wanting to go to church or if he doesn't see the value in community, that is an obvious sign that he's not what I'm looking for because those things are super important to me. And that's something that I want to be important in a relationship and down the road, if you know it worked out and we got married and had a family. Because like, once again, patterns that you start now will only progress the longer you're with him. If you get married, he's not just gonna be like, Oh, I say I do. And now I want to be in the church every time the doors are open. That's not how this happens. So pay attention to these things now because this is an indicator of what it's going to look like down the road.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you don't want someone who is going to church because you want them to. Or now that you've said, oh, this is really important to me and I'm not going to date you if you don't. Suddenly he's going to church. You can't help but wonder if it's because he's doing That to just make you happy. You want to see that as a priority in his life prior to you being added into the mix. So I'm not saying that never happens and works out well. It can. It can be, you know, God can use you in his life to really bring about that change. But as a general rule, I think you want to see that as a priority before you came on the scene, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah.
0: This is where it's really tempting to get into the missionary dating it is. side it's hard. of things, yeah.
1: And especially, you know, it's hard, we've talked about before. There's only so many strong Christian guys out there. And so
0: and the number seems to be decreasing <laughs> by the minute. I know. Excuse and my cynicism. So
1: if you see a lot of the other things you're looking for in him, you're like, "Oh, well, we can work on this. I I yeah, I can make this work." And You just have to be really careful because this is going to inevitably impact your walk with the Lord too, whether it's to the good or the bad. This type of close relationship is going to have an impact on you too. And the verse is bad company corrupts moral character, not the other way around. And so (laughs) make sure that this guy's faith is truly a priority in his life, not that you're a priority in his life, and so he'll do whatever you want. Make that distinction because it, it will matter. Yeah, there's
0: a big difference there. And, you know, we talk about how you, know, you become most like the five people you spend the most time yeah. with. And if you're dating somebody, he's probably going <laughs> to become the person you spend the most time with. And so if he is not prioritizing his faith, if he's willing to put that on the back burner, then inevitably that's going to be a pattern that you begin to follow as well because you're spending all your time with him. And he'll be like, oh, we don't have to go to church this week. We can go next week and we can go do this instead. And before long, you haven't been in six months. So just be super careful here. I know that I've been reading Love in Every Season by Deborah Fillette. I feel like I've been reading this book for like eight years, um, because I like, read the first half and then stopped, and then I picked it back up this week because I've been going to the pool and getting to Don't read. Don't rub it in. Um, hey, you're you're invited. You know you're invited. It I know, rained but I today.
1: Come and I feel <laughs> like you are rubbing it in, and that's not very nice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I think my apartment complex, our pool is the only one in the state not open. Just about. I'm being dramatic. I know. I'm going with with Heather, my cousin, on thursday i think and so we've been trying to make it work and we were gonna just go lay out but she's like oh the pool's open she's like but you have to make an appointment
0: are you kidding me
1: i think it's so they only allow so, only certain allow number so of many people. people so she's like so what time works that afternoon and i'll make us a, a, like basically a reservation oh
0: my god. isn't that weird that's so weird yeah well dang oh. i know who would have thought Those, yeah. that'll be a fun story to tell one day remember when we had to make reservations at the neighborhood pool
1: yeah
0: Oh, gosh. Anyways, Anyways sorry. back no, to your reading by the pool. Back to uh, reading by the pool. So I am reading this book, and she was making the analogy uh, talking about um, – or not making the analogy, she was talking about the verse where we should be equally yoked and don't be unequally yoked yeah. with somebody. And she's like, for the longest time, I just thought that meant, okay, well, I have to be a Christian, and he has to be a Christian too. And that's the end-all be-all. And she's like, the more that I – read this verse and studied it and she's like and then I went and talked to an actual farmer about this and like kind of got a breakdown it became so much bigger than that because this farmer talked about how when he would hook two animals up to a yoke that he's like there were you had to get animals that were well one the same type but two the same like comparable strength because you couldn't have one that was super strong. And then another one that was kind of weak, because then the other one's working twice as hard mm-hmm. to overcompensate for this other one. And they're not getting as much work done. And he was like, there were times where we would pair these animals, and they just weren't a good team. And then we would have to take one out, we find somebody else. And then he's like, we have this one set of mules. And they were both super strong they worked so well together they were my best team i got so much done with them and then even when we didn't have them hooked up they they were together all the time they just like follow each other in the field they were like the best of friends it was the cutest thing and so and that's so sweet (laughs) (laughs) and so she talked about she's like it's just it's so much more than just do you check the christian box and does he too it's are do you have comparable levels of strength and depth to your faith and, um, you know, this level of maturity when it comes to your walk with the Lord so that you're going to be a good team. And that's what you're looking for. If you prioritize your faith and if you're involved in your church, you want somebody who's going to be doing the same thing. And if not, you're going to end up like that set of animals where one of them's working twice as hard to overcompensate. She's like, your team's only as strong as your weakest link. Yeah. And so He will, like Bethany said, pull you down before you lift him up, so to speak. So just be really, use that analogy as you will, but it's a really, um, I like that she went deeper into that instead of just because all you hear is, oh, as long as you're both Christians, it's fine. It's like, no, there's more to it than that. Yeah.
1: I think if you're looking at it solely as a sin versus not sin issue, that is all that is required. But I think you have to go past that and make it more of a wisdom issue. Mm -hmm. And there's more to it when you get that involved and I think like you were saying if the stronger one is having to compensate for the weaker one and you're having to do double the work if you think about the roles and the the way God designed marriage as women were to submit to our husbands and if you are the one having to do double the work and compensate and bring him up and everything I'm not saying it can't work I'm just saying it's more difficult from the outset to really be able to embody that submissive role because I mean we're all fallen sinful human beings bitterness is going to creep creep in um, resentment uh, I think it gives way for maybe some trust issues even because you're like okay I know I'm supposed to submit and he, this is his decision and whatever but I know I'm the more serious one when it comes to faith stuff I know more this side or the other and I don't think it's a matter of just maybe I shouldn't have said no more Because it's not a matter of just intellectual, do I know more verses and do I know more Greek words and this, that, or the other. But it's a matter of, am I applying myself and learning more, I guess, is really kind of how it is. And just think about it this way. If marriage is a picture of Christ in the church, then it should only result in both parties looking more like Christ. Not one of you looking more like Christ and compensating for the other. And so if he's not prioritizing becoming more like Jesus now, like you mentioned, when you get married there, if we've said it once, we've said it a thousand times, there's not a magical switch that's going to flip. And suddenly he's going to be this perfect Christian husband. He'll never be that, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. You know, is he, is he studying God's word? Is he applying it to his life? That's not going to automatically happen later. And this is where you get into talking about like dating with purpose. If the purpose is marriage, which we've said that it is, then there should be patterns now that would indicate that a future marriage would mirror Christ and the church. That's what you're after with this, I think. And you need to be, yeah, like you said, equally yoked so that you're not one compensating unnecessarily for the other.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's move on to, guy, you shouldn't want to date number two. You ready? (laughs) I laugh because... I don't know why I laugh. Um, <laughs> You'll know why she laughs. Give it a second. Yes. So number two, the shameless flirt. We all have known someone like this at one time or another. Maybe you know one right now.
1: We do. Can I ask one question that yes. will may rabbit trail us for a minute here? Yes. We've all heard about the shameless flirt all our lives, like the term. Right. Is there a shameful flirt? Is that a thing?
0: Ooh, great question. That should have been my question of the day. Um, Shameful flirt
1: just curious you don't have to answer now if it those a out mindful knows, flirt oh okay i can yeah
0: an intentional flirt
1: <laughs> oh i think the shameless one's very intentional
0: <laughs> oh that's also true yeah i think there's a mindful like i purposeful like purposeful. i'm doing a this purposeful to get flirt. something out of it yes i and i am flirting with you because i like you okay yes fair enough a um what's that a zoned in flirt yes <laughs>
1: oh man wow yeah. so many different types well, of flirts y'all had no idea flirting is used for its intended purpose exactly
0: okay oh yep we've just corrupted it basically
1: our as sh- we do with so gender- many things oh,
0: all these people okay okay so the shameless flirt yes and bethany and i were having a conversation this was several weeks ago when we were initially talking about this episode and I think I said, I was like, I feel like this is like the Christian version of sleeping around. It is though. And yeah, and just stick with me here because, you know, you think, oh, it's just flirting. Like it doesn't mean anything. You know, he flirts with everybody. I flirt with everybody, whatever. But whether or not you admit it, if a guy is consistently flirting with you, you're going to get attached in some way, your brain is going to read into things, you're going to expect that kind of interaction every time you're around him. And then when it doesn't happen, you're going to be disappointed. And this is going to end up bothering you down the road more than you think it will. Just like when people say, Oh, you know, sex is just physical, we're just friends with benefits, it doesn't mean anything, someone always ends up getting hurt in those types of relationships. The same, it's almost like it's just the emotional side of things when it's this verbal exchange. It may not be anything physical, mm-hmm. but be very careful not to put your heart in the same situation with this guy who is the shameless flirt just because, oh, it's fun and it feels good and it makes me feel special. And all like these are all things people say when they sleep with somebody that they're not committed to. Yeah. And obviously, there's a very big. Depth that comes with sex that I'm not saying is equivalent to flirting, but the principle is the same here if you think about it.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking. I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, where Jesus is talking about if you've been angry with your brother, you know, you've committed murder in your heart, or if you have lusted after someone, you've committed adultery in your heart. And in this instance, like you said, it may not be from our mindset, flirting and sleeping with someone are not the same thing. But if we're going to take it back to the heart issue, I think you'll find that it is very similar. And like we said, this is just, you know, the tidied up Christian version of that in that we're not doing anything that is explicitly forbidden in scripture. But in this, you are just as much defrauding your brother or sister in Christ because you have no intention of following up on that. You have no intention of protecting their heart. You have no intention of caring, what emotions of theirs may get involved by your careless actions. And that's not, that's not loving. That's not selfless. That's not mature. And those are all things that we are called to be as Christians. And so it does get to that same heart issue that in God's eyes is just as serious. Exactly. One caveat I do want to put on this too, when you talk about the shameless flirt quote unquote, the first thing that comes to everyone's mind is the guy who runs around flirting with every girl he sees. doesn't matter who it is. He's just going to flirt with everyone or girl with guy. We're talking about guys in this instance though. Um, so I do want to just point out, this could also be a guy who flirts with just one girl and it may be you. Uh, if it's constant and it still never seems like it's going anywhere, it may be the same thing, even if it's only one person and i Like I said before, this is selfish and just immature on his part. So don't be the fallback girl. Don't be the girl that you just allow him to continue to act that way. Remove yourself from that situation. Call him out on it if you need to. I don't mean like in front of 20 people at a party. Don't you take the high road and be the mature one. And it may be that you need to address and say, hey, this isn't okay anymore. But yeah, it doesn't mean it's only the guy flirting with 10 girls at a party.
0: Exactly. I'm glad you make that distinction. And for a lot of guys, this doesn't really change when he starts dating somebody either. Like, if he's kind of wired this way to where he's just naturally kind of seems to be flirty with everyone, then you need to think about, okay, do I want to date the guy who flirts with everybody? Because even if he eventually works on and becomes more aware of it, initially there's going to be that like, oh, well, yeah, he's dating her, but he also just flirted with her, 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 and her. <laughs> and... You've got to really think about and ask yourself, am I okay with that? Because most likely, I don't think most girls would be.
1: No, I don't know about you. I actually, I probably do know about you. <laughs> but I am just a little bit too jealous, insecure, fill in the blank, f- to be okay with that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm I am not like, handle it.
0: No, I'm not like an obsessively jealous person, but no. I am definitely, I've got some little bit of jealousy
1: which i think is healthy uh, it is there's a possessiveness that's okay
0: right that's That's not not not
1: controlling yes yeah i'm not if my my boyfriend's flirting with other people i'm not really gonna be okay with that yeah (laughs) because again
0: this is a pattern Mm -hmm. so This isn't okay when you're married for you to have your husband and he just goes on and like flirts with whoever. (laughs) So it's okay for you to not accept that as a pattern now because you don't want that to be something that moves forward in the relationship. So just more things to think about (laughs) y'all. Okay. Are you ready for our last guy of this episode?
1: Yes. So let's move on. It's almost in a way the flip side of the guy who flirts with everyone is the guy who won't do anything and i didn't think about it that way i didn't either until just now but (laughs) this can have this can look several different ways i think it can be the guy who's passive and literally just won't do anything that's not going to change once you're dating him and i think this is where we can fall into a trap of well i'll fix him Mm -hmm. Uh, it's fine if it's me it'll be okay i can i can make it better you can't this is something he has to work
0: on. Well, and I think this is passive too. You know, we're talking about obviously in the context of a relationship, but even, and I know you probably feel the same way if he's passive, just in life in general, like if he lets oh, totally. people run all over him, if he's not driven with his work or like want, you know, is not hardworking or he's yeah. not just moving towards something or pursuing something. That's re- That's a concern to me. Yes.
1: I think there's laziness there a mm-hmm. lot of times. And I, I'm not saying someone has to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or he's lazy. Right. I, I'm not. I would prefer not to date that guy because he doesn't have any time. Yes. <laughs> but within the job that he does, within the work that he has, within his sphere of influence, within his friend group, and is he diligent to put the time in that it needs to be the best that it can? Not a workaholic, but not a lazy bum either. Exactly. (laughs) So it could be, yeah, it could be that he's passive. The guy who doesn't do anything could also mean that he can't or won't communicate well. And I have learned through recent experiences the past, you know, month or two or three, that the ability and the willingness to communicate are two very different things. Hmm. And I knew that intellectually, but I think it's just been made even more clear to me that Someone who can communicate well, but doesn't, is almost more infuriating to me than someone who just can't communicate well. Yeah. So. Because you know the potential's there and it's just not happening. Exactly. And I think that falls into your catchphrase of the season. You want to be with someone who wants to be with you and someone who is not willing to put in the effort it takes to communicate well is saying whether he means to or not, that he doesn't really want to be with you. Mm -hmm. that's not a priority it's not something he's willing to put in effort and put in work to do and ain't nobody got time for that Exactly.
0: (laughs) exactly well and that's another you know thing this guy who won't do anything that could mean like you just said he says you're a priority but then his actions don't back it up exactly and i've learned the hard way that a guy saying you're important to him is very different than him showing you that you're important to him and I mean, my love language by far is words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. I have learned in dating, quality time becomes way more important because I've dated guys who gave me the words of affirmation, but then they never spent time with me Mm -hmm. or they, you know, would cancel plans or they wouldn't make that effort to actually connect with me in that way. And then the relationship ended. So there's a difference between, oh, you know, you're a priority and- oh, I'm going to show you you're a priority and I'm going to make decisions that make that very clear to you. And this is something like if you start to see, okay, yeah, like he's saying that he likes me and he's saying that, you know, he has a good time when we hang out, but then I don't hear from him a lot or he cancels plans a lot. You can address that if that starts happening a good bit. And then if he still chooses not to improve on this or try to act more on his words, then you might want to consider moving on. Yeah, This isn't one thing like, okay, well, he just stopped. And so I'm just going to leave. Like you want to communicate through this. And then if there's still no change, then you can walk away.
1: Absolutely. And I will say this, looking back on my own relationships that went well and ones that didn't, like you said, you want to be with someone who's going to show you that he wants to be with you and comparing those, the ones I guess I'm trying to think of how to say this. Like, if you have a prolonged period of wondering, does this guy want to be with me? He probably doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because guys who want to be with you and are in it, they'll they'll make that note. There's no guessing. Exactly. Yeah. There's not – you may have – we're girls. We second-guess every little thing. So, there, yes, there are going to be little blips of wondering – But if you find yourself in these prolonged seasons of wondering and you're not being unrealistic about it, I think that's a good indication that he probably doesn't want to be with you. Yeah. Uh, And I don't mean like he hates you. I'm just saying this is obviously something that doesn't seem to quite be the same priority to him. And so, yeah, I just, in looking back, I'm like, you know, with so-and-so, I never wondered, oh, does he want to be with me? I'm not sure. Or, you know, that kind of thing. And, just kind of reflecting on that, it's it's very clear. Mm-hmm. And so if you're wondering a lot, I think you may have your answer. Yeah, that's a good indicator for sure. Yeah.
0: And the last thing, you know, as far as a guy who won't do anything, you know, we said he's passive, he can't communicate, he won't communicate. He says you're a priority, but you're not, or he doesn't show that necessarily. And the last thing I'll say is if you have brought up issues like maybe the one we just talked about and he doesn't really put in the effort to improve them. Mm. That also follows under the guy who won't do anything because, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in detail in the next episode under another guy that kind of overlaps with this (laughs) one a little bit, but you want to be with somebody who, when you like, Hey, this is how you're making me feel. And I don't feel valued. I don't feel, uh, important to you i don't feel like a priority i feel like i'm just kind of falling by the wayside here and if he truly cares about you his reaction oh my gosh i'm so sorry what can i do to make sure you don't feel that way anymore that's what you want to be with right and if he doesn't and he's like
1: oh, okay yeah,
0: yeah, and then just kind of moves on and nothing changes yeah no you don't want to be with somebody like that you want to be with somebody who when he comes to the understanding that he's hurt you or that you're questioning things or that you're confused, he wants to make it better and he wants to improve. And if those qualities aren't there, it's a red
1: flag. Agreed. For sure. And the first, okay, so we mentioned four things here under the guy who won't do anything. It could be that he's passive, the guy who can't or won't communicate, the one who says you're a priority but doesn't back that up. And then four... The one who doesn't really put an effort to fix issues that have been brought up. So you can't like the last two, you can't really do if you're not dating someone yet. So just like (laughs) if you're thinking about possibly dating some guy and you're like, oh, but I need to know if he's going to put an effort to fix issues that I bring up. You can't really do that until you're dating. So don't feel like those have to be figured out before you date someone. You can tell a lot of times if he's passive and what his communication is like for the most part before you're dating someone. It's not going to be the same once you're dating, but you can kind of gauge those ahead of time. The other two may fall under more you finding yourself asking, should I continue dating this guy versus should I date him to begin with? So we didn't want you to get stuck trying to figure out <laughs> yeah those last couple when there's really no way to, unless yeah. you're actually dating someone already.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's something we probably should have said at the beginning of like Oops. this list of six guys. Oh no, I didn't mean that. Like, Oh my gosh, Bethany, <laughs> why didn't you put this in the beginning of the notes? How dare you? um But this list of guys, each one might fall in one of those two categories. Bethany just mentioned some of these, you may be able to see, Oh, I can see that he's like this or he's not like this before we even start dating. And some of these, it's just, I'm going to date a guy. And then if he starts to fall into one of these categories, I can decide not to continue to date him. Exactly. So kind of use that filter as we're talking through all of these here that, yeah. And y'all know we like to find out as much information at the beginning as we can, which may not always be the best approach. But you try because you... It's almost like a self-defense thing of like, if I can go ahead and know that he's not this, this, or this, or this, then I know I won't get hurt by those things. And then the, there's a better chance for this relationship to be successful. Yes. There are some things you will never be able to know about a person
1: until you date them. And that's scary.
0: It's very scary. Like That's
1: something I struggle with. I think mm-hmm. there's a self-preservation element to it. Yep. I, um, and that's something I'm working on because I've seen it more and more recently. There's a part of me that would rather cut something off before I know
0: Mm -hmm. than to
1: risk it going the way I don't want it to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And so I'm working on that. Yeah. But I get that. Yeah.
0: It's a tough thing to swallow. So we get that. So don't think, don't think that you're the only one who's tried to avoid that because we have totally done the same thing. And the last thing we'll say before we sign off for this part of the list, (laughs) if a guy falls into one of these categories, It doesn't mean you have to write him off forever and that he's never going to be married because he has this, like, (laughs) unfixable flaw that he will just live with for the rest of his life. There is a chance that, and we hope that this happens, that he works through whatever it is that he's struggling with. If he's passive, if he is, you know, not prioritizing his faith, whatever. He could work through that and really improve in that. However, you do not have to date him while he works through it. That's the kicker.
1: You're not his guinea pig. No. or his
0: counselor or his mom or anything else that his mentor like you're that's not your role
1: Uh -uh. no especially not in the beginning if you're yeah if you're very much in the information gathering stage of just getting to know someone and you've started dating a little bit but it's not super serious even more so this is not your your place if you've been together for two years and something has come up and you're like okay well work through this and I'll help you. Like that's different. You have more to fall back on in that case, but you can walk away from that relationship and give him time to work on whatever that is that he needs to. And then if it works out for you all to get back together, great. If it doesn't, okay, that's fine too. You can't go into that sort of thing with the mentality of, well, I'll just wait and see. You have to make a clean break knowing that you're both going to just go on and live your lives. You're not putting your life on hold, hoping you get back together. But you know that that door's not totally slammed. That if those issues were fixed, if things were worked on, if improvements were made and he came back, you'd be open to it. But don't wait expecting that, I guess.
0: It's so tempting when you really like somebody to be like, oh, well, he'll just work through it. And then in a couple months, like it'll be fine. And we'll just get back together and it'll be great. And I'm just going to sit here and wait, hoping that happens. Because that makes a good movie. Exactly. I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh man, what a Hallmark movie. I watched that movie. Yeah. All 12 of them. I know. But, you know, like Bethany always says, go live your life. Do it. And if it is the Lord's plan and will for y'all to end up together, then you will. And it'll happen in His timing and in His way. And if not, then you can keep moving forward in His timing
1: and His way. And that's really easy to
0: say. It's so easy to say. Very different to really hold on to yeah so but that is why we're here to help y'all because we're gonna we're gonna encourage you through it as we're trying to figure it out too oh gosh okay so that's part one of the six guys you should not want to date we're gonna come back next week with the other three so be sure and stay tuned for that and we will also be back on friday with another couch cast So be sure to join us for that.
1: And hey, if you've listened today and you've heard something you liked or something was helpful, would you tell a friend about us? Uh, Send them a post on Instagram, send them an episode link, something. We would love to talk to more of you guys, help more of you guys, whatever it is. So that would be the, the biggest thing that would help us is just tell a friend if you liked what you heard today. So like Kristen said, we'll be back on Friday. But until then, I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle.